0: Charisma Quotient, I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Don't you love when people say, oh, just love yourself, you have the power to gain that love within, or you can't love another person until you love yourself first, or at least something like that, right? Like you've heard a million times, it's all about self-love, but what does that really mean? You know, you might think that you do love yourself, in fact, and that you are a great catch and you have a great job. You have a ton of friends. You do love yourself. It's really just that you haven't found the right man. Who's your match? Or maybe you think, oh, but I don't know how to love myself. I mean, I want to, I just don't know how. Or perhaps you're the kind of person that, you know, that self love in your mind might even mean that you're selfish, that it's about you have to love others first, right? And maybe that is part of your upbringing and what you're used to. And whatever and however you define self love. It is the very thing that influences your life and who you attract and, and, and pretty much everything. It influences who you pick for a mate, the image you project, how you, know, you cope with problems in your life. So what is the self-love? Self-love is not simply a state of feeling good. It's a state of appreciation for oneself that grows from actions that support our physical, our psychological, our spiritual growth. See, I I feel that self-love is dynamic. It grows through actions. This is why often I work from the outside, then I go in, because I love putting people into action so that they have evidence of things that they can do that's tangible that then it goes inwards where they can gain that confidence and and self-love. And when we act in ways that expand self-love in us, we begin to accept much better our weaknesses as well as our strengths. You know, most of my clients realize this more towards the end of our coaching together, to be honest. You know, people will often call me up and say, Kim, you know, find me a soulmate, a partner. I want to learn how to date online or I want a new wardrobe or update my look. But really at the end of the day and what comes out of the coaching on the other side is it's really none of those things. It's really that they learn how to value themselves and see their worth. And because of that, That's when they attract love. I, you know, I talk about this case all the time, but just as a reminder, I'm reminded of that woman who called me up and I was, I want to say it was about six months ago and she said, Kim, find me my soulmate. That's all. I just want to find a soulmate. I said, great, but you know, there's, there might be some things that you need to do along the way in order to get there. And you know we coached together and we did a lot of exercises and what came out of it is that so much of what was preventing her from finding love is that she really didn't love herself. She didn't see her own value. So, you know, starting with her style, to her body language, to the messages she said of herself, how she expressed herself, all of it. So by the end, guess what happened? She found love. And it was great. But What was so beautiful is that she said to me, she's like, you know, Kim, I'm so happy, but it's not because of what I thought it would be. You know, my happiness isn't because I found this guy. Yeah, this guy's great and things are going amazing. However, for the first time in my life, I'm happy with me. And I don't think I ever felt that. And because of that, that is why I attracted this great guy. And she's like, Kim, this never was about the guy, was it? I said, nope. And so this, again, I have endless stories about that, but I, I want to bring someone on today who definitely knows a lot about self-love and empowerment. Um, now, most of you know, I help people tackle this with my outside-in approach. and And we talk about the style and the first impressions and body language, then we move inward. And I do believe that self-love and confidence is symbiotic in its nature of inside and out. And I have someone on the line today who helps empower people find that self-love from the inside, and she does it in a really unique way. I can't wait to have a juicy discussion with her. She's the author of Live Your Empowerment Life, a 30-day journey book, and she has a thought-provoking podcast called Empowering Chats, which I am excited to be on, and her guided meditations are accessible through the Insight Timer app. She's a feisty Scorpio, was even bored with red hair to back it up, who has navigated life by learning how to listen within to that divine urge that keeps pointing her in the direction of her life's purpose, even when she can't see the road. She is an intuitive healer, a spiritual guide in the crossroads of life with a master's degree in consciousness. She has been counseling and supporting people and transforming from the inside out for over 25 years. Her methods are proven because she has lived the journey of empowerment. Susan Burrell. (laughs) (laughs) All these technology things we were talking about. Okay, wait a second. So I, I want to know, Did Mm -hmm. your hair make you feisty or did the feistiness come from within?
1: (laughs) Well, I think it's probably both because I I am a Scorpio too, but um, I grew up in the era uh, where redheads were considered really bizarre. You know, know, I was at the effect of of social bullying. And it was the era of uh, the Clairol ad. I don't even know if Clarol's still out there anymore. Oh my gosh. I remember that. The ad where blondes have more fun. And that just always triggered me because they never said redheads have fun, just blondes. You had to be a blonde. And that, so that was always my, uh, a little thorn in my side. Okay,
0: well, wait wait a second. Around that, and that's funny that you said that because I was just going to say that's the other thing that people ask me about. They're like, is it true that you really have more fun because you're blonde? And honestly, I feel like I'm responsible for my own fun. I don't think it's because of the hair.
1: (laughs) Right. Well, what was fascinating to me, just talking about the outside, right? Yeah. Uh, Is as I got older and I had lived through bullying and I had, you know, had to like, be proud of my red hair, which is a it is a defining factor of who I am. Actually,
0: mm-hmm. I can't see
1: myself with any other color, um, but because I grew up with it, I felt like I had uh, run the gauntlet. Right, and then as I got into my later years, right, a couple of decades later, people are dyeing their hair my color, you know, and 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 people will come up to me with dyed red hair, and a natural redhead can tell your hair is dyed. I'm really sorry, everybody. But a natural redhead sees it. I have several close friends who are natural redheads and we're all like, yep. But these people would come up to me, oh, we both have red hair. And I'm like, hmm, mm mm-hmm, mm. -hmm."
0: (laughs) Just really trying to keep my mouth shut. But wait, so did the fake reds, did they become feisty then?
1: Who knows? I mean, maybe maybe the dyeing, their hair red was matching the personality type they already had. You know, I don't, I who I don't really know. The
0: chicken and egg thing. Well, mm-hmm. I, and I, I mean, it's kind of meta what we're talking about. And that's why I started here because it's a little bit of what we're talking about today. Cause I don't think, you know, it's, it's one or the other. I think it's, it, it's all intertwined and that's why I'm so excited about our conversation. I mean, and I don't know all of your story and journey. I would love to hear more about like what brought you here and why, you know, you were kind of called to focus on this.
1: So alrighty. Hmm. Um, so I I have been a, a like a spiritual guide, a spiritual teacher, a leader for like close to 20, 25 years. And um, but a lot of that was because I wa- I always knew there was something else besides me, my little small self, you know? Hmm. And so that that like spiritual exploration, um was 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 really important to me meanwhile, um, from the age of sixteen, I was a commercial actress, right so now oh. we got the inside and we got the outside and um, my spiritual quest I felt you know in my twenties was um, was for me it wasn't for me well in fact, if I shared stuff that I was learning about. I actually lost a few friends because they just didn't want to know that I was out there woo, you know? So, but eventually as I got older, I realized that my spiritual connection, which I think is true for everyone on the planet. Mm -hmm. um, My spiritual connection is the truth of who I am and what I do in the outer world or how I present is, is part of that, right? You know, as opposed to being two separate things, I'm an actress, and then I'm spiritual. It's all we're all it's all one thing, right? And how and so when I began to really embrace uh, more of the truth of who I am, uh I was able to really develop more awareness about what it feels like to love from the inside out, if you will. Mm-hmm. So talking inside, outside, outside, inside. Um, but the other piece about this, Kim, was um I went through a divorce after 28 years, and mm. you, were talking, you were talking earlier about people wanting you to help them find their soulmate, and, and I thought I had found my soulmate, and within three weeks of meeting, we got married. Oh, boy. Wow. At, a, at what I now consider a, a very young age, 25. Mm-hmm. Oh, my son just became 26. He's still not married. I'm like, uh, thank God, <laughs> even though he's, he, he's living with a lovely woman, and she's—they're both like, nah, we don't need to do that right now. Mm. Uh, but the 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 28 year marriage um, in hindsight, after the divorce, um, was a very uh, debilitating experience to live with someone that I thought was my soulmate who told me all the right things, Mm -hmm. which is why I said, Oh, we're getting married. And we did. And then within a year or two, it was all the wrong things. What was wrong with me? Why, why wasn't I enough? I wasn't enough. Me, me, not, not him. So what happened is my esteem got pummeled, whatever esteem I had going in, um, which is a whole nother story. Mm -hmm. Um, and consequently when the marriage was ending, and it was clear to him the marriage was done, my son was graduating from high school. Clearly, we'd done everything, you know, and uh, I, it was hard for me to let go because I was like, "But, but we've been together twenty eight years. I don't understand. Now the best time's happening because our kid's going out of the house, and dit, 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 dit. and it took me finally waking up at three in the morning you know, realizing, okay, it's just done. And that process of divorce became even more uh, contentious. Here I thought I was losing my best friend of 28 years, right? The, the yeah. man that I loved and, you know, and, and there's a whole bunch of other reasons, right? But what happened is during the divorce, the, uh, it's hard for me to talk about this because, yeah. So during the divorce, he became the person I didn't, I didn't know. Hmm. And um, he, it, so became a very, having been best friends, it became a very contentious divorce and lots of anger lot, on his side. I mean, I was devastated, but it, it just became very contentious. And um, I had, I realized I didn't know who I was. I didn't love myself. I didn't respect myself. I had been told that I was not pretty. I was fat. Um, I, I, I didn't know what I was talking about. I was, well, he didn't ever tell me I was stupid, but yeah, it was there underneath everything else. And, um, and so going through divorce, I, I was thinking what man is going to want this body? What man is going to want this woman? What, you know, and I knew I had a second half alive and I was like, I know, I wanted to have a good, healthy relationship. And um, it was during that course of divorce that I realized I had to really bring all my spiritual tools and skill sets out and, and do work them because I wanted to come out happier, um, healthier, loving myself more than I ever had in my life. And so that's what the work that I did to come out that way was, um, what is now in my book, live an empowered life, a 30 day journey. And it's, it's, there's guided meditations. There's affirmations I wrote, um, during the divorce, there's uh, guided meditations that I did for myself. I, I seem to have a really wonderful gift of, creating guided meditations. Um, there's inspiring quotes, there's videos. So it's a, it is an actual workbook. It's not a, oh, I'm gonna sit down with a cup of tea and read this and I'll have some really brilliant spiritual gem drop in. It, you have to do the work. And that's, cause that's what I had to do. And consequently, because I did my work, my inner work, mm-hmm. I did come out more free, happier, and loving myself more than I ever did in my life. And then the next step became, well, it wasn't even a step, then all of a sudden on the day I received, the day after I received my final divorce papers, I met the man that I am madly in love with. He's the most amazing relationship. And I really think it's because I did all that inner work first Yeah, for me, because I had to regain myself
0: it's such a beautiful story and thank you for sharing that too cuz um i think obviously you listening to this might relate to bits and pieces i certainly did with my journey and my divorce i think a lot of times you know you, you're kind of going down one path in your life and you're thinking everything is okay and that's your path mm-hmm. and then you know something happens where that all gets shattered and you're faced to look in the mirror and like well who, who am I and what have I become? So I, I want to, I, I do want to talk about just those tangible tips and what helped you and what you do to help others. But I have a question, cause this is something that comes up a lot too with my clients that during that time, that journey that you had up until you got into that relationship, that was obviously not, you know, a, a good one, but in that moment before that did you think that you had self love like did you consider yourself oh yeah i love myself like yeah. do you know what i mean
1: cuz yes, i think I, when you're
0: going through it you 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 don't think that that's the issue kind of thing
1: right so um i don't think my story is unique kim yeah. uh, and i've recently uncovered some more truths and um and the truth is narcissism mhm narcissism and um I just recently uncovered that I was raised by a narcissist Mm. so at a very early age like oh mm, day one I wasn't allowed to be a beautiful bright shiny anything except that you know so I was always like when I got into acting in in the narcissist was my mom, who's still alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's 86. Um, she was thrilled that I wanted to be an actress, but there was this behind-the-scene uh, intuitive I had that if I ever got successful, she would be so jealous. So consequently, ah. I never got successful. So I was already set up with not a lot of self-esteem. In fact, when I went to college, left home, went to college, there was this other you know, background storyline running in my head that if every if anybody finds out the real truth of who I am they're not going to like me they're going to hate me now where did that come um, from yeah. where did it come from but that's what I was operating under so I was the a uh, most perfect target which is what um <clears throat> they call people that narcissists grab onto for my ex-husband and mm-hmm. um There's a whole bunch of things that narcissists are really good at, like telling you all the things you want to hear Mm -hmm. so that you buy into their story and they, and they are able to do it, um, because they actually can talk themselves into the story. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. And, um, and then once you get in with the narcissist, once you marry them or whatever, then there becomes the whole process of gaslighting you, you know, which is, oh, you're really great but not really. It's mm-hmm. that kind of a thing. It's and the so, takeaway. Yeah. Right. Classic. So yeah. I spent, um, close, well, I'm 60. I'm just going to be straight up. I'm 60. And at age 60, I'm finally figuring this out. Wow. Mm. So, um, so people that, and I have client. I work with clients that are going through divorce and, and I had, I have this one client, she, she still hasn't completed her divorce. It's been three or four years now because mm-hmm. she feels sorry for her ex. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, he's doing really s- ugly, stupid things to her. And I'm like, he's a narcissist. Oh, well, yeah, maybe he is. But if you don't look up what the, what the actual thing is about narcissism which I didn't either people would say my ex was a, a narcissist I'm like yeah yeah he's kind of self-centered no there is a whole protocol they practice they don't even know they're practicing it but basically they have no, no self-esteem themselves and they don't want anybody else to find out and so they they mirror you and they make you look like the bad person mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and this was what was happening with my client i mean it still is uh currently because she, she at least for me I had to get distance. I had to get a lot of distance. And when I was going through the divorce, um, recognizing I wanted to be happier and, and love myself and that I didn't love myself, I did a process that is called cutting the cords, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was cutting cords with my ex-husband. And what I found one day as I was doing that, this is a spiritual, you know, energetic thing to do. Um, as I was doing that, I realized I was like in a fisherman's net. That's how corded I was with him, energetically. And every time I cut a cord, he would fire off a nasty email. I mean, within I, I got to where I started timing it. thirty seconds. Wow. or a text. Nasty text. you know? Because he could feel that I was energetically pulling away from him, severing, severing. and I still, it's been years. I still have to sever because every once in a while, there's an energy system that reaches out to me that is not mine and it's his and I have to cut those cords.
0: Yeah. You know what you're talking about too. And it's so important is that almost, um, broken record that a lot of us get caught up in, (laughs) in Mm -hmm. that, like, we, we think that we have the self love, and we think we're evolved, and we're trying things, but really, we're attracting the same person over and over again, maybe in a different costume, right, but when you, you look underneath the costume, it's the same person, and so then, like I always say, you can't change those people, but the, and this is the empowerment, I believe, it's what can you do to change the results so that you don't attract those people because you can't change them. All you can do is look at yourself. And I, I think that's so true with narcissism and that's something obviously like I talk about a lot too, is that when you don't, Put yourself as important and love yourself, you're putting all the energy out onto him to gain that love, especially if you're not feeling good enough. So I think that's one of the signs also for yourself listening is that, you know, look at who you're attracting and also, you know, how how you're expressing yourself, your needs, setting boundaries, all of that stuff, because it really does start with that, that piece. And, and your journey was such a beautiful example of that, you know, and as you got stronger, you attracted a different kind of thing. Well, it's
1: definitely, uh, I I agree with you on all that, Kim. I absolutely, I'm right there with you. We could stand shoulder to shoulder Yeah. because, um, there, there is a, what I found from my journey is I did, I grew up with X, you know, okay. So this is growing up with a narcissist, right? Mm -hmm. I grew up with an idea that if I could get someone to love me, Mm -hmm. right, then I'd feel good about myself. And that in, in my experience now, isn't, isn't true for me. I need to love myself first. And when I start getting, controlling attitudes or judgmental, or I feel bad about myself. I have to sit myself down and go, okay, where, where are you not loving yourself more? And when I met my current spouse, um, we had this conversation. He's a very healthy guy. You know what I mean? And he, he said, I love you, but I'm, I don't want you to think that I'm going to be the thing that helps you love you. I said, I get it. Cause now I love myself. So we both love ourselves do you see what I'm saying? Not in a selfish way, but just—it's a- so narcissistic. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I know, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> the only really, way
1: to me, in, I'm in a healthy relationship now because he loves himself, respects himself, yes. and takes good care of himself mentally and emotionally, and I do too. So that we can then participate together mm-hmm. in a relationship that's fun and and happy and silly and support each other when it's serious, you know, mm-hmm. um, in ways that I never had before. I never, I never had that.
0: It's so great. And, you know, that's, that's when you know you've leaped, you know, when mm-hmm. you jump to, to that different space and you then you're suddenly in this relationship, you're like, wow, does this feel different? <laughs> you know? And, Um, the, the reason, and I've talked about this before, a lot of times we pick the same people over and over again, is it's almost the brain's way of trying to have a corrective experience. It's like, okay, I know this. Oh yeah, this is familiar. No, this time it's going to be different. You watch, (laughs) right? Like, but it's on a subconscious Uh, level, right? uh uh, But in the end, sadly, it's always the same result. So I think that's another sign you know, to really check in, like, are you relying on somebody else to validate you? Are you relying on how many likes you get on Facebook? Are you relying on, oh, you look beautiful every single time that someone goes out with you? Like, just look at the things that you're looking for in order to feel that love. And, and though that's really powerful. So like for you, and, and I know this is your specialty, how do you help people activate the empowerment piece and that self-love. I know you have some tricks. Yeah, I do
1: actually. Um, the The first, the, the main thing that I do whenever I start a session with a client is I, I support them in activating the love that's within them. And we do that with breath work, breathing open the heart space and breathing that love that is always there all the time. We just don't know it because we've covered it with so much garbage, you know, like negative belief systems and Stupid stuff that got downloaded by what people said or what we see on television or whatever Mm -hmm. So to activate the love that is already within I start every meditation that way and I start my client sessions that way So that they already even if they really 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 have low self-esteem They can begin to experience love from the inside out Mm -hmm. and um, the more they practice that the more they do it. And I invite them to breathe that love into every cell of their body. Um, The more they do it, the easier, well, it's like going to, to work out, right? The more yeah. you work out, the better you get at it. So
0: I was just going to ask you this because I know a lot of people who, cause you mentioned this in the beginning and I was chuckling, like, and I always call myself out that I'm not a woo person, but sometimes I can get woo, you know? So mm-hmm. like, so if a person isn't in that woo state to do the breathing exercises, like how can people feel into something like
1: that for themselves? Okay, so uh, for me, the client has to ask their question, are they willing to change? Mm. And are they willing to do the work to do that? Because there is no magic pill yeah. that is going to help you change. There are skill sets, yes. But first, you have to be willing to make the change. Not because you're wrong, not because you're broken, not because you, you did something idiotic, none of that just because you want to know yourself better. And if they're willing to make those, that change, say yes to that, yes to themselves, then right there the door opens um, for them to begin to explore whatever, whatever it is that um, they may be feeling they're lacking, whether it's, a, mm. um, whether it's an internal thing or an external thing.
0: Mm. Beautiful. Yeah, it is a mindset, right? And I think you're you're right about the practice piece. You know, it's just like when I teach flirting. Yeah, you're going to feel awkward. (laughs) You're going to feel weird because you're not used to doing it, but that's why you're hiring me because if if you thought it was comfortable, you wouldn't be here. <laughs> so right. I always say, right? Like anything that makes you uncomfortable, it's probably something that you do need to do. So I think the breath work is so beautiful because you're also getting in tune to your body and that's not comfortable for a lot of people.
1: No, it's not. Um, well, I'm like, and I, here I am talking about breath work. Yeah. I walk around, especially when I was going through divorce, I would walk around holding my breath and I didn't oh. know I was doing it. And all of a sudden, I'd be gulping air. You know, oh, oh, I wasn't breathing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, lots of people that have gone through trauma, they they hold their breath. And part of the holding the breath thing is because you're waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? There's Mm -hmm. a post-traumatic stress trigger, and so that for me is why the breathing is a good is a good thing to start with. But there's also the um, the place of I have another client, well, actually I have a friend, let me tell you that story, um, who would throw her, would set up some really large hurdles for herself to go run over. And I kept mm-hmm. saying, why are you doing that? And she kept saying, because it scares me. So I figure I should do it. I should face it and I should get over it. And, um, and I think that's true too. A lot of people will hide out in their comfort zone because that's better than facing the unknown, you know, facing the thing they don't know. So like flirting, like, mm-hmm. you know, it is an art. <laughs> it is an art, isn't it? And, um, and there's ways to do it that attract the people you want in your life, men and women, friends and, you know, spouses. And there's a way to do it where you're attracting the people you don't want right mhm and so learning how learning how to, to do things that make you step out of your comfort zone also it expand the container of your life where you could, so then you can hold more amazing things in your life because you've expanded that container by stepping a little bit out of your comfort zone and just pushing a little bit and, and for those of us that didn't grow up with boundaries didn't even know how to build a strong yeah. boundary yeah, yeah. Um. It's. I'd like to use the idea of expanding container because at least because there is boundaries then, right? As opposed to just you know letting everything fall open and you're wide open to things you don't want.
0: That's really important because I think that is part of what blocks people, especially with the breath work. It's very vulnerable. You know, yes. like it can feel scary. Like, what is this thing that I'm going to be doing and who's going to watch me? But will I lose control? Like mm-hmm. there's, I think, an element to that too. And you have some guided meditation, I think, too, around that to share. It's something like out of the box thinking. Is that
1: part of the breath work that you do? Um, No, it's just a guided meditation. There's a little bit of breath work to start Uh, it off, you know, so people get centered um, because also just doing some breath, you know, it's not breath work for 15, 20 minutes an hour. There's, there is that kind of modality. It's just to get you grounded so that your mind stops controlling you and you open your heart. So your heart can lead you. Because to me, that's where the wisdom is. That's where the Mm -hmm. intuition resides. That's where um, you already know, what you want or who you are you just aren't haven't been allowing yourself to live that so yeah i have a guided meditation called out of the box thinking um i'd like to gift it to your listeners if that's okay oh
0: i'd love that yes we'll put the link in the show notes for sure okay
1: okay um uh, and actually uh the meditation has some good energy in it how you know, because I'm a work worker too. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll support people in just opening up, you know, expanding their container.
0: That's awesome. And is there like maybe a, just one last tip that you could give people? And then I know there's so many. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, I think like you were saying at the beginning, how, uh, learning to love yourself however you get there is the primary reason for being on planet earth right now. Um, if we can love ourselves first and uh, especially for women, if we can put ourselves first, you know, the whole oxygen mask on you first before the baby thing. Um, but what I'm recognizing and seeing is, is as women begin to love themselves more and put themselves first, then the, the way it used to be the good old boys club, ideas will no longer be the thing that runs the world mm. because women can then cohabitate because they're comfortable in their own skin because they love themselves
0: i love that gosh and that's a beautiful kind of parting words you know it's mm. it is it's so much about how you view yourself, how you see yourself. I mean, even with the the style stuff that I do and the, the clothes that people wear, it's really about looking in the mirror and loving what you see. Absolutely. And that's what's attractive. It's not about what the others think. It's about what you think. And that's, what's attractive. So Susan, thank you so much. This was, this was definitely empowering and enlightening. And I love all the vulnerability and the sharing. Cause I think, like you said, it's so relatable. We've all been there. Um, do you, so you have, we'll definitely put that link um, for everybody for the meditation. How can people find you?
1: So um, they can go to Susan Burrell.com. They can uh, on my website, you can see uh, everything about my book, Live an Empowered Life, A 30-Day Journey. Um, but if you go to susanburrell.com backslash free-gift-meditation, dash dash then they can download it uh, from, from that link.
0: Awesome, awesome! Thank you so much for joining today. It's been thanks I can't, for having me. Oh yeah, no, this has been great. Of course, this has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kimmy Seltzer. Remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And make sure you go to my site, Kimmyseltzer.com. And if you struggle with loving yourself and want some quick tips to get there, definitely download Susan's meditation stuff. I mean, her stuff is fantastic, and I only just skimmed it. I know there's a lot of juicy stuff there, but also if you want a little more help around that, you can click the link you see here in the show description for a free breakthrough call to see really what's going on with you and how I can help you with that. Stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day.